Backwoods Life. Good morning, good morning, good morning. How are y'all doing? Hope y'all have had a fantastic week. What is today's date? We are, I mean, we are approaching towards the end of, actually towards the, the end of February. Gosh, it's crazy how fast time flies. It, it just blows my mind. So, my name is Davey. They call me Davey Crockett. I've been with Backwoods Life for probably nine years. Uh, I think it's nine years now. So, we've, uh, We've been doing this, doing our sermons every Sunday uh, for a little over, probably about a year and a half. So we welcome you all. Uh, if you're listening on podcast, we welcome you. Uh, thanks for listening. Also on Facebook, here we are live. Good morning, James and Rebecca. Vance, how are y'all doing? Moreland, Georgia. Good morning. It's crazy. Now, this morning, actually the past few mornings, we've been, I can hear more birds chirping. Spring is definitely on on its way. We still have some cold weather, but it won't be long. We'll be out chasing turkeys, and um, which is probably one of the, the funnest hunts that I love to do is just to be on the go running and gunning or running and bowing. Good morning. <clears throat> Thank you all for tuning in. So we have had a, a crazy um, eventful week uh, here in just this world. Uh, just in the United States and, um, you know, just with the shooting, the high school shooting and um, just people losing their lives. And it's a, it's a sad tragedy that things happen the way they do. And um, we know that there's a lot of evil in the world and, you know, our hearts go out uh, to those families who are grieving the loss uh, of those innocent lives. And uh, that's just, that's tough. I mean, I, I couldn't imagine uh, just being around that and hearing that. And, you know, it's things like this happen all around our world. We just don't always hear about them, and it's just crazy. More and more school shootings are are happening, and we're and we're hearing about it. And you know, and um, I just, I honestly, I pray that you know that we would put God back into schools, uh, put God's protection back into schools, and that's what this country, I believe, is missing. Uh, it's really cool now. We're hearing in the White House, just in the United States, that they're doing Bible studies in the White House. So that's extremely encouraging. There's been scripture quoted. Uh, from, from President Trump, which is extremely encouraging. And um, I just pray that we come to our senses and recognize that no matter what king uh, is in place, that Jesus reigns over all. He is in charge of all. He is in control of all. He is the creator. He is the finisher. Uh, we know how the book of the Bible ends. You know, it ends in Revelations, and Jesus will win. The enemy will not prevail, regardless of what the enemy says to us or what we're going through and what struggles we have now. And I can tell you that Jesus is always going to be the answer. He has been since the beginning of time, and he is now. And um, we just have to join in with him and understand him more, understand his heart. And how do we do that? By reading his word. Um, something, too, that kind of hit us uh, back was life at home. And probably y'all know, um, we lost a good friend this week. Uh, probably one of the best voices uh, that I could ever say, uh, just ever heard in country music. 
had the opportunity of meeting meeting him a couple times, and he was good friends with us. And his name was Daryl Singletary. He passed away at the age of forty six, and he leaves behind four children. And um, you know that's that's tough. You know this is a this was a man that started out in gospel music and went into country and had a voice that I believe just explained what country music was. I mean, his voice he could bring a tune that was just just amazing. I mean, it would just hit you deep inside your soul, but. So, um, yeah, our condolences out to Daryl Singletary's family and uh, just the loss that they're struggling with now. He had a had a blood clot and uh, took his life. I think it was either Monday or Tuesday. So it's just uh, – and it just it put it on my heart today uh, to explain what it means and how to share um, our faith. And the last thing that the enemy wants us to do is to share our faith. He doesn't want any more uh, hearers of the gospel. He doesn't want – the God's kingdom to grow by any means. And, you know, he doesn't want you to hear anything about Jesus or God. And, you know, this is eternal life that we're talking about. And um, so today I just want to talk about uh, two different ways on how to share your faith. And they're really simple. And, you know, one is going to be on a, a diagram, a, de- a demonstration. The other one's it's going to be done with your hand. And I'm going to go through some scripture verses. You can memorize these verses. Uh, you can write them out. It's really simple to do, but I think the most important—I don't know—the the most important thing you can do is share your faith. And not only that, but what does it mean to walk with Christ and have this relationship with Christ? But the first step is planting the seed of who Christ is and what He's done for us. And you know, there's there's people that have been Christians for 50, 60, possibly even seventy years. They've accepted Christ at a young age, but they never led anybody to Christ. And which is kind of sad, and I think it's because we're not taught on how the application of, of sharing our of sharing our faith and what that means. But um, yeah, so today that's what we're going to do. So I want to go ahead and open this up with a word of prayer. I'm going to go through two different demonstrations. And um, hey, I appreciate all y'all's comments, man. Y'all, um, that's so cool. Yeah, thank y'all. Thank y'all so much. But um, let's go ahead and open up in a word of prayer, and then I'm gonna I'm gonna dive into. Uh, the Word of God, and we're going to jump around through Scripture and, and explain how, what it means to share our faith. So, dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we just thank you for this day. We thank thankful that you are the creator of all things, that no matter what, the words that we express of you will never be able to explain you, Father, that you are not of God and inside a box. Lord, you are God that thinks beyond parameters, Lord, and um, you have made us, Lord. You have made us into your image. You have called us uh, to be children of the light, children of God. And Father, I pray that right now that you would just give me the words through the power of the Holy Spirit, Lord, just to speak on what it means to share your faith and how to share your faith, Father. Father, we we come before you now in the name of Jesus, Lord, that you would open the ears and the eyes and that you would cultivate the hearts and that they may receive Christ today. They may receive eternal life and what eternal life brings, Father. We thank you for Jesus, who is the mediator, uh, between us and you, that we were able to hear you through the Holy Spirit, Father. So, Father, go before me right now, prepare the way, and may after this message, Lord, if if people accept you or or people are on the fence, Lord, that you would just uh, that you would just help them in their times of need, that you would comfort them uh, in whatever struggles uh, that they're going through. Father, we just thank you for everything that we have, everything that you have done. It's in the name of Jesus that we pray. Amen. So. Good morning, man. So here's what I here's what I want to do. I'm going to go through the first presentation. Is this and it's how to share Christ using just your just your hand. 
your thumb, index finger, middle finger, ring finger, pinky finger. And what that means, and then we're gonna go through a, a demonstration. We call it the bridge demonstration on what this means. So the thumb represents that heaven is a free gift. So it's it's a hitchhiker's. So if you, the, probably, well, the first thing before we start, the first thing you should ask somebody if you're getting ready to share who Christ is, if God puts it on your heart to go speak to somebody and to share your faith, you need to ask, ask these two questions. And these are extremely important questions. The first one's, uh, one, the second one is, is is a little tougher. So the first one is, this, is, have you come to a place in your spiritual life where you know for certain that if you were to die today that you would go to heaven? Or is it something that you're still thinking about? So do you know for certain? And the Bible tells us in 1 John 5, 13, it says this. It says, it says, I write these things to you who believe in the name of the Son of God so that you may know that you have eternal life. So do you know for certain that if you were to die today, that you would have eternal life, that you would be with Christ in heaven, that you would be reconciled with God, you would be there. Um, so here's that's how we know we can be certain. The second question is this. Suppose you were to die today and you stood before God there at the pearly gates and he said to you, why should I let you into my heaven? What would you say? What would you say? That's a little bit tougher. It's a tougher question. And most people would say, well, it's because I'm a good person, because I've done good things, because I've, I've given money, I've helped out the poor, I've done this, I've done that. And I can tell you this, that no matter what, no matter what, in Romans uh, 3.23, it says, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. It doesn't say for some, it says for all of us have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. So it's nothing that we can do that we can earn our way into heaven. No, we've all fallen short of this. So remember, heaven is a free gift, a hitchhiker's stone. You're waiting for a ride. You're, you're, you're seeking him. The second one is this one. This one right here represents us, that we are a sinner that we have all fallen short of the glory of God. You, me, everybody that's walking this earth, we have all fallen short of the glory of God. And it says this in Ephesians uh, 2, 8, 9. It says, For it is by grace that you have been saved, through faith, Not, and this is not from yourselves, it is a gift from God, not by works, so that no one can boast. So that, you know, we can't, it doesn't matter how great of a person we are according to the ways of the world, we're all going to fall short. We're, we're not going to enter into this kingdom of heaven. And it's, I, f I found this to be uh, fascinating. So the Hebrew word for sin, I believe it's chatah, and I could be saying it wrong, and it means missing the mark. So yesterday, my daughter, she had a uh, archery tournament here in Kentucky, and archery is huge in Kentucky. And there were several kids, I think there was like 50, 60 kids, there were several heats up there shooting all throughout. And I would say that majority of these kids have shot a lot of their lives, but a lot of them missed the mark. Us as hunting on national television or hunting for wild animals, we don't always hit the mark. We miss the mark. We're not going to be perfect. We're always going to miss the mark. And that's what sin is. It's missing the mark, missing the mark of being perfect like God is calling us to be perfect. So it doesn't matter if you miss just a little bit or you miss this much or you never even hit target at all. It's still a miss. You're still missing the mark. So we are all, we're, we're made of flesh. We are all found guilty before Christ that we, that no matter what, we're all, we are all sinners, regardless of what the world says. And I, I can tell you this, I can't tell you how many times that I would talk to people and, you know, just me walking with Christ and it took a long time and it's still taking time. God is still working through me. 
And they say, yeah, but David, you're a good person. Yeah, but a good person doesn't get me into Christ. He doesn't get me into the kingdom of heaven. That's not, that's not it. No, it's accepting Christ. <clears throat> so that's what the index finger means. That's us. That is sin. The second one is the middle finger. God loves you, but God doesn't like sin. God is perfect. He can't allow sin into his world. It's like, it's like making an omelet. You could have five good eggs and you have one bad egg. Guess what? That one bad egg, that one thing that's holding you back, ruins the whole entire omelet. God wants everything, everything that God has and God sees is perfect. Jesus was perfect. And it says that, um, that God is love. And we know this. And God has loved us with an everlasting love. So before we were ever born, God still loved us. God thought of us. We were made into, into his image. <clears throat> and guess what? God is just. God does not allow the guilty to go unpunished. That's Exodus 34, 7. No, God rules, rules and reigns. The ring finger, this is the most important one. And we're called, going back to the index finger, we're called to be perfect as our Heavenly Father is perfect. And I've already said that we cannot be perfect. Why? Because we have flesh. But here's the good news. The ring finger represents Jesus Christ. Represents Jesus Christ. So I am married. Jesus Christ calls the church his bride. So we are reconciled to the Father, to the Creator that's in heaven through Jesus Christ and what he's done for us. Here's what John 1 says. It says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. And in 14 it says, The Word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only, who came from the Father, full of grace and full of truth. So Jesus, the Word became flesh. And that's something that I was talking to my wife yesterday, and this just really just spoke to me that, when Jesus came in the flesh, he emptied himself out completely, completely emptied every single word that the father wanted him to speak. He spoke it. Every deed that the father wanted him to do, he did it. I mean, that's just, that just shows you how perfect Jesus was, that he only did what the father wanted him to do. And he, and he only said what the father wanted him, to, wanted him to say, but it also says this, it says that he himself, Jesus in second, uh, first Peter two twenty four. It says that he himself bore our sins in his body on a tree, on a cross. Jesus came perfect, without blemish. He never sinned. He never said a word that was ill. I don't know about you, but I've definitely fallen short of both of those two things. Jesus was God in the flesh, and he came, and he spoke truth, and he led people to the Father, and he did this so that they would have everlasting life. The Bible says that there was, there was nothing, no sin was even in his body, that he was perfect in all ways. And it took him the perfect sacrifice to go and die on a cross for our iniquities, for our sin, that he shed his blood for our iniquities. His body was pierced and it was striped for our, um, for our healing. That's why Jesus came. You see, the enemy was casted out of heaven and he came subtly to Eve in the garden and caused Adam and Eve to sin. He took the power and the authority from God. And he did this through humankind because humans, we have flesh. 
We all fall short of the glory of God. And it took God sending his one and only son, Jesus, who was perfect, who was not going to fall into temptation, who was not going to sin, so that all the sins and all the iniquities on him was put on, he was put on the cross, he was crucified. Totaliste means that it is finished. It's the finished work of the cross. It's already been done for you. You can't save yourself. No, only Jesus can save you. And that brings in the last point. It's the pinky. It's faith. And it's not head knowledge of faith. It's heart knowledge. There's an 18-inch journey that we fail to struggle with. Romans 10.9 says that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is, is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. It's, it's a two-way process. You've got to not only say it with your mouth, confess it out loud, but you've got to believe it in your heart. I just can't have head knowledge of this. No, it's, it's, a, it's all about heart knowledge. That's what the little finger is. In Acts 16.31, it says that we should believe in the Lord Jesus and we will be saved. And we will be saved. And, but, and it's always this, this, this prayer of faith. My question to you is, if you want to be certain that you will be in eternal life, you have to recognize what Jesus did for you on the cross. You have to recognize that it's a free gift. You can't buy this gift. You can't earn this gift. No matter what kind of a person you are, you cannot earn this gift. Remember Ephesians 2, 8, 9, that man is a sinner. God is just and he is merciful. He wants you to be with him. He wants to communicate with, with you. And he does this through what Jesus did on the cross and then Jesus sending us the Holy Spirit. So now that we're walking around with the Holy Spirit, doing and speaking what God is telling us to do. He's the advocate. The third is Jesus, what Jesus has done. And the fourth is faith. It's having a saving faith, not just a temporal faith, but no, it's knowing with all of your heart, recognizing that you're a sinner, that you need mercy. And the only way, the only answer to life is through, is through Jesus and what Jesus has done, that he, is, he should be the Lord and leader of your life, not just your finances, not just raising your children, not just your job, not just your marriage, not just your health. No, all aspects of life. Jesus is the only answer. He is eternal life. And it's believing that with all of your heart. That's the first, um, the first illustration. So if you have your hand, your left hand, you can do this. You can also do it with your right hand. doesn't matter. I like the left hand because of the ring finger, because it represents what Jesus did for us, that we are the bride of Christ. That's what he calls us. So here's the second one. So I'm going to draw this out. So I've got a, a blank sheet of paper right here. So I'm going to draw out two, two different scenarios. And don't judge my art. So here, that's us. We're on one side. That's us on one side. Here's the second side. That's God right there. You see, we have a gap, which is right here. How does this gap get filled? What is separating us from this gap? So Ephesians 59.2, it says this, but your iniquities have separated you from God. That's what separates us from sin, separates us from God. So right here, I'm just going to draw this out. Romans 3.23. We've already said this. <clears throat> what does Romans 3, um, 23 say? It says that for all have sinned and we all fall short of the glory of God. I know this is backwards, but 
Just bear with me. It's 3.23. Romans 3.23. That's what it says. So Romans 6.23, it says, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. In Christ Jesus. That's Romans 6. 23. So we have right here, we've got sin, death, judgment. Those three things. So how are we going to get from here to here? It's not by what we do. So it's not giving money to the poor. It's only going to get you so far. It is not, um, you know, always... It's not by good deeds getting you here. No matter what you do, you can't get to this side. It's nothing that you can do, but it's something that somebody else has done for you. So remember this, Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. And that says, For it is by grace you have been saved, through faith, and this is not from yourselves, it is the gift of God, not by works, to that no one can boast. No, it's only by Jesus. What bridges our gap from here to here? If you have your Bibles, I want you to open up to John 5.24. And it says this, I tell you the truth, whoever hears my word, this is Jesus speaking, I tell you the truth, whoever hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life and will not be condemned. He has crossed over from death to life. So this is God. He is perfect in all ways. He is sinless. It is life, eternal life. That's the two. That's what separates. God is perfect. We are not. We all fall short of the glory of God. There's nothing that we can do that we can get to here. But the coolest thing, what bridges the gap between here and here? It's the cross. It is Jesus that gets us from there to there. Roman or in John 5:24, it's two parts. It says from here. The first part is by hearing. That's the first part. It said, I tell you the truth, whoever hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life. Second part, did you catch it? It's believing. It's two parts. Jesus is the only person, what Jesus did on the cross, the finished work on the cross, is the only thing that will get us from here, men, condemnation, judgment. God squashes all of that because we believe and we get on this side to God, eternal life. That is the only way that we will receive salvation. It is through Jesus Christ and what he's done for us on the cross. It's really that simple. Two examples of how you can share your faith. The enemy doesn't want you to share your faith. He doesn't want to share, he doesn't want you sharing your testimony. Revelations 3.20. We just have to remember eternal life is more than just saying this prayer. And I can tell you why. Because I was a sheep that had gone astray. I'd accepted Christ at such a young age. 
I say young, 15 years old. And for about 17 years, I lived my own life. I was this, this first person, the, the index finger. I was selfish. I was doing things for my own good, my own, what I wanted to do, not what God wanted me to do. And for 17 years, I honestly couldn't tell you if I, if I had died, even though I had said that, said that prayer, and I truly meant it, that I would have eternal life. But I knew, and I'm so fortunate, that God put just the right people at just the right time in front of me that led me back to Christ, to the fact that that's what I'm doing now. I'm devoted to him and whatever he has for me. I'm loving him first, and I'm loving others as myself. But I had to go through this and, and find my true identity. I had to work out my salvation. There's so much more than just saying this prayer. No, it's walking with Christ. It's a relationship with Christ. It's just like me and my wife. I have a relationship with, with my wife. We talk every single day. Michael Lee, Kevin Knighton, Fred Branch. I talk to them often because why? They're my friends. That's a relationship. Jesus is, is, is to be our friend. We're to commune with him. We're to talk with him. And he sends us the Holy Spirit to lead us and guide us. It's really that simple. We make it so much harder than what it actually is. I just showed you two different ways to share your faith. One with your hand, the next with the bridge illustration, that Jesus bridged the gap. And it's only in having the faith, the saving faith, recognizing what Jesus did for you on the cross so that you can step out and receive this eternal life. And in John 17, 4, it says this. <clears throat> it says, now, 17, 3, I'm sorry. It says, now this is eternal life, that they may know you. They may know you. How are you going to know the Father? It's only through Jesus. How are you going to know Jesus? It's by working out your salvation, as Paul, as Paul states. It's the flesh is gone. We're crucifying the flesh. We're raised to walk in this newness of life. 2 Corinthians 5, 17. The old is gone, the new has come. Now walk in the newness of life. Walk into the salvation. What does it mean to work out your salvation? It becomes to, to do what Jesus did. To put this word, let these words be written on our heart. So that we take it with every little ounce of fiber that we have. And we know that, the, that we hear that the words are true. We read that the words are true. And we believe every single promise that's in this book. There's, there's thousands of promises in this book. And they're for both you and I. But we have to believe and, and let this word just work in us. So that we're so pure. Pure in heart. So that we're not giving in to temptation. Remember, our flesh wants to sin. But by the Holy Spirit that comes inside of us, we're to listen to what the Holy Spirit wants us to do. It's a battle. Paul says, I don't do what I want to do. No, I do what the Spirit tells me to do. It is a battle. That was what I wanted to share with you guys today. And the reason why is because just like today, I mean, we don't, you don't know what tomorrow is going to bring. Daryl Singletary didn't know that he was going to. He was going to pass away. He just played a show the weekend before. He had shows booked this weekend. He had no clue that that was even coming because we don't know what tomorrow brings. Give your life to Christ. Let him work in you. He has your best interest. And God loves you so much that he sent his one and only son who was perfect in every way. There was no sin in his body so that through him, that you won't perish, that you won't be go to hell. No, that says you'll have eternal life. That you're justified by what Jesus did for you on the cross. So that when God, now when he looks at you, he sees his son. He sees you perfect. Jesus paid the debt. 
He paid it all. It's already been done. It is finished. It's up to us to receive this gift of salvation. And it's not, it's not, you can't do anything for this. It's already been done for you. It's a free gift. You have to receive it, but you have to receive it in faith. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, I just thank you for this day. I thank you for those who heard the message, Lord, and I pray that you would give them the courage, give them the strength, give them the boldness to be fearless, to go out into this world, Lord, and to share what you've done for them, to share that you are eternal life, that sin separates us from you, Father. But if we just believe wholeheartedly, we have not head knowledge of you, if we have heart knowledge, if we have saving faith of what Jesus did for us on the cross, that you're wanting to commune with us. And it's through that, through that faith, we come and receive this gift of eternal life. If you're listening right now, it's just me and you. I want you to say this prayer. Remember in Romans 10, 9, it says that if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart, I want you to say this prayer, repeat after me. Jesus, I recognize that I'm a sinner, that I have fallen short of your glory. The only way to you is through you. So Jesus, come into my heart and may I make you the Lord and leader of my life. That when you look at me, you will no longer see my sin, but you will see your son, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. And thank you, Jesus, for eternal life. It's in the name of Jesus, I pray. Thank you. What's so cool about this message, me and my wife, um, I just feel inclined to show you this. Me and my wife were working out yesterday when my daughter had basketball practice. And um, we were doing um, just some step-ups and there was on stage and there were these stairs that went up and there was a door that was up high. And that door is locked. It had a latch by the master and it was locked with a master lock. But the actual lock, the doorknob, the doorknob was hollowed out. And the only thing that was in the doorknob that was centered in the doorknob was a cross. <laughs> and my wife says, oh my gosh, she's like, you need to go over there and, and look and see if you see anything prophetic with this. <clears throat> and uh, I went over there and I didn't see it at first and I kept looking, kept looking. And uh, finally I saw the cross. And you know, the only way, the master, the master key, God has the key to get in to the eternal life, to get into heaven, to enter the kingdom of heaven. That door is locked by a master lock. And it's only through the cross, only through what Jesus has done for you, that you will receive, that you will ever accept into that, that you will ever be accepted into the kingdom of heaven. And I just thought that was so cool. And the fact that it was a stairway that was going up, going up to get through this door. I just thought that was so cool. I wanted to share with you. But y'all go out, be bold, be bold for the gospel. Go back, read, read the book of Acts. Go do, and, go do what the apostles did, what the disciples did. They shared Christ every single day. Everybody they came in contact, it was an opportunity for them to share Christ. Pray for those opportunities. May God open your eyes to what he has for you. It is really, Jesus came to give us abundant life, to see the kingdom of heaven here and now. The kingdom of heaven came and it's here and the Holy Spirit is here on behalf of the Father, doing the Father's work. And we have this communion because the veil was torn 
we have this communion with the Father because Jesus is the mediator. It's through him. It always has and it always will be. Jesus will win in the end. We just have to choose him. So we thank you for tuning in today. We love you. Y'all have a great Sunday. God bless.